0: Uh, so, today I decided to take a nice little walk at the park, you know, nothing special. The type of park where people take their dogs to, just to, you know, co-mate with other animals. I was just taking, you know, a walk around the concrete sidewalk, and as I'm walking towards this woman, she didn't have a dog, so the dog part was actually very relevant to continue the story, but she was just walking. She had her, like, little uh, Beats earphones in Tell she had, like, the work outfit in. And she had, like, the little uh, sleeve thing you put your phone in, you know, so sweat doesn't get in there. Good investment. And I noticed, like, as she walking, I was like, hmm, yeah, she looks like a lot of other blonde girls. You know, nothing to take note here. She takes out one earphone She starts looking at me And I'm like Okay So I just gave her the whole head nod Like as a courteous like, I acknowledge your presence She's like oh my god Clint And I'm like Uh yeah And I was looking like did I leave a name tag on From a previous job I had or something It's like It's like it's me And she says her name I'm not going to say her name cause you know I don't want to you know, give her clout, call, anything involving me with clout is a funny sentence within itself. So, it's like, it's me, and I'm like, I was like, at first I didn't recognize it, let's start looking, I'm like, oh my god, it's you. And she uh, proceeded to, oh my god, like, anytime you run into someone you haven't seen in a while, even if you were never really, like, friends or nothing like that, but, you just kind of, by default, knew each other. You have to, like, pretend to give a fuck about their updated status on life. It's just, like, an excuse for you to tell people how great you're doing. So, I'm always at the advantage there anyways. Um, so, she, uh, she asked me, Oh my god, how have you been, Clint? I was like, you know, uh, pretty well, can't complain. As a courteous, you always ask the same response. How about yourself? And she's like, "Never been better." And she said it with such a smile. And I look her a little bit up and down. I'm like, I look at her body. It looks like gained a few lbs since the last time I saw her. Um, you know, she seemed a little flustered. She seemed like she's uh been through a cold winter. Bunkering down. And I was like, uh, you sure about that? Never been better? I mean, I guess by default, if you're in inter- any interaction, unless you're talking about this moment specifically, yeah. It's probably never been better than this interaction with me. Because any in- interaction with me, I would only assume, I don't have a big ego or nothing, but I only assume anyone that's ever, you know, had a long interaction with me. Or a fairly considerable amount of time of interaction. I'm pretty sure it's probably the best part to their day. Or a year. Or a lifetime. Because I'm just that type of guy, right? And I was like, you're saying you've literally never been better? Because I can literally remember my head when you were doing better. And uh, then she looks me straight in the eye. I thought she was about to call me an asshole, even though I was just, you know, poking the bear, no pun intended, that she was a shape of one, and I thought she was about to, like, demean me and call me misogynist, I thought she was about to, you know, undress me, not literally, but undress me in terms of who I am as a person and nitpick little things about myself, and she just starts crying, she breaks down. And I'm like, yes, I made a woman feel something on the inside. It's a great feeling. She starts crying. She's like, I've been miserable. I've been terrible. Oh, I've been trying to find my way out. but I just can't. And I put my hand on her shoulder and I say, I can tell. Welcome to episode 60 of the Often Be Podcast. God, oh, God, I'm such an asshole. I'll just say a disclaimer none of that ever actually happened today. I did not go to a park, and I would never tell someone who is blatantly apparent that they've, you know, looked different, gained weight, or, you know, don't. You tell when someone's not feeling good about themselves. I would never make them feel like that. But man, I was working on some writing today and I was like, I, I was working on like some short story stuff and man, that would be, the the sad part is it sounds like this extreme exaggerated satirical stuff like that, like you wouldn't think anyone with a reasonable amount of awareness or even half decency, even the, even like one of the base assholes in the world wouldn't sit there and be like, yeah, uh. You sure you never been better? You may think of it in your head, and you just kind of go with it, like, all right. I don't like. I don't even know you well enough to even sit here and critique. I don't know what's been going on in your life. You could have had your mom and dad die on the same day, Final Destination style. I would gain a lot of weight if that happened to me too. You could have got divorced. You could have your dog could have died, but you know, things like that can. Make you Some things you don't Want to be And The crazy part Is that Those things Are actually I feel like Those interactions Probably really do happen Like really really do happen Like I'm pretty sure If you were to survey Like a hundred It didn't have to be girls It could be a hundred people And talk about, has there been any interaction in the last year that made you feel so uncomfortable after? Or made you feel so worse about yourself after? And the reason why you feel worse wasn't even necessary that it happened. I'm pretty sure 100% of us would be like, yeah. Had a few of those. But what most of us probably don't realize is that where probably the people that made the other person feel highly, highly uncomfortable and put them on the spot in a negative way, made them feel less of themselves. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I know, like, here's the thing. I know people that would say that to their friends. Like, if you ran into someone and the basic catch-up, I call it the catch-up interaction happens, where you pretend to pretend to, Give a shit about what's been happening in each other's lives. Where it's like, I mean, if you really wanted to, if you really care about what's happening in my life, like, probably would have texted or called one time in the past two and a half years. You know, it's not like, you know what? this walk in the park, run into this person. I really want to know everything. How's life been? How's the babies? You know, how's the house? How's their job are they happy I wonder if they're single like you know what I i, I don't really I don't really think most people give a fuck to do all that we just do it because it's kind of just like courtesy there's like societal things that we just do as a whole to kind of keep things moving and be generous and be you know just because you never know what someone's going through in their day that interaction could have been the difference between just them talking to a human being and someone just asking about their day. That could have just made like their next five hours of their day feel, them feel this endorphin on top of the world feeling. And then that's fine if like 30 minutes after you went to go and meet up a friend and you're like, you know this fat bitch I just ran into? Oh my gosh, she's gained a lot. Of- Oh Jesus. Whew, man. Thank God I uh fucked her sister. Oh man. It's like man, she's been through the ringer. She's been ran through by God's emotions and and proprieties. God has really been testing her this year. Which is kind of weird how they say This I know it's always weird to me like God's to answer your solutions. But if God gives you the answers and solutions, if He's the reason for your success, isn't He also the reason for your failures? Isn't He also the reason for for putting for testing you? I like when people are like God has really been testing me this year. It's like, nah, God just like, hey, yeah, here's some obstacles you're gonna have to do the better yourself. Um, maybe you know. Don't fuck it up. I wouldn't really say, "Uh, hey, God's like, hey, man, you're gonna need to get your money up, and if you don't, I'm gonna put all these, I'm gonna put all these unexpected hospital bills on yourself. You're gonna have a heart attack this year." It's like, yeah, see, I had a heart attack because God was testing me. It's like, nah, you were you were testing your heart by. Eating quick trip hot dogs every day. And drinking our sponsor. Ghost energy drink. Sometimes you just want one. Sometimes you want four. And uh. Your throat starts hurting. Um, I'm the absolute worst sponsor. Ever. No one should ever give me their. Product to sponsor. Because it's pretty apparent. I'm not very good at uh pumping up a product that I don't feel is good for other people, but ghost, oh man, it'll make you feel like a ghost, because you'll be dead from the heavy heart rate, and the heart attacks, and the thinning your blood, and it's really, oh, God was just testing me, he just, uh, he wanted to see how I would handle adversity, it's like, Nah, no, you, you completely, like, just ate, like, shit for a year and a half straight. Of course you're gonna have a heart attack. You've been just consuming McRibs like it's apples. Like, one-a-day isn't supposed to be for McRibs. It's supposed to be for one-a-day apples, one-a-day vitamins, one-a-day one cup of rice, one-a-day workouts. Like, you did not learn about moderation, Guy can't teach you moderation. It's called fucking cut out the shit. That's why you get a heart attack. Jesus. Or just don't do fentanyl. I don't know. But maybe we just need to be a little bit more courteous to each other. I know that sounds like a simple way of putting the obvious. But it seems like people only care about the obvious. So I'm going to keep it obvious. And obviously, it's uh, pretty obvious that um I'm... And obvious, do the figure out. I would never go up to a person just randomly and be like, hey, wow. The first time i like, wow, you really, uh, you really must have a couple people die close to you this year. Because, man, you were packing on the LBs. You literally look like an LB, a linebacker. And not well built you're not. You're 240, but you're not muscle. You are not. You do not look like Patrick Willis. You do not look like uh, Ray Lewis. You look more like a uh, Sarah Lee pies. Cause uh, man, God 314. That's that's a psalm, right? But yeah, pivot. Um. Actually, I saw this. Uh, Bill Burr, someone did a. I, I'm assuming it was a while ago, but Bill Burr, the comedian, on his podcast or whatever, he, podcast, he uh did a. He, I guess, when the song "Life Is Good" with Drake and Future working on the weekend like usual, that song. He was like, "What is with?" He says he he just rants for like I guess a couple minutes somehow. What is with these, uh, what is, like, oh, you work for the weekend, welcome to the fucking world. It's like, it's how you, like, this is how you become successful. You work on the weekends. And he was, what is with rappers always telling me how hard they're working? Like, you know, it's just, like, fun. But someone online took the instrumental from that song and put it over him speaking and they remake some of the, like, uh, Auto-tune and some of the things with the words he's saying like usual and they make like the voice kind of like mixed into the song And it was, I don't know why it was, it was so fucking funny because he's not even rapping. He was just speaking and they put over instrumental and I was like, you know, why is this smack? As the kids say smack Smack my food and I am eating this up, and now I'm eating you alive. I think that's bestial, nope, that it's actually just eating cannibals and cannibalizing the minute point of view. I just need a dog, and I need to. I wish you would come by. And pick up your fucking dog before I throw him through the window and he lands three stories down outside. Yeah, moral of the story is come pick up your fucking dog. Assuming there's someone that feels out there. I feel like there's always someone in an apartment complex babysitting. Watching over someone's dog because I'm always hearing dogs barking. And I'm going to have a small speculation that I'm pretty sure they're not paying the, you know, the... Uh, the animal, was it the pet deposit monthly, which I don't care, but you know that would be a weird thing if you got evicted because you don't want to pay extra hundred bucks a month on your dog, which is kind of weird. was like one of those things. Like I've thought about getting a dog, I've thought about getting a cat. And it's like, do I really want to pay two hundred bucks plus? food and everything for a dog for an animal i'm not ready for that you don't add unnecessary bills you don't you don't go on adopt a kid when you're making 15k a year that doesn't financially make sense like you know you got to be aware of when you take care of living things like you don't get a, you don't get a freaking uh you don't get a pet snake and put in like a, a aquarium thing, but then you don't have mice that you can afford to feed it. You know, I mean, I guess you could go to the back of a dollar scoop. Uh, that was a terrible fucking joke. I feel like I will say this though. Side note, dollar scoop, uh, Chinese places. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Even though now it's more like a dollar twenty-five a scoop, they just keep moving the price. For some reason, it's gonna be like two dollars scoops, which is still a deal, but. I will say over time, I went through a phase, couple month phase where I, I was eating that stuff a couple times a week, which is not something you should do. You know, most of the chicken tastes okay. Most of the beef tastes okay. But man, here's the thing. When they are not, when the chicken gets old and when the food there gets old and you actually start like tasting on the inside it's like you know some of these things don't really uh taste right some of these things um they're a little crunchy in places they shouldn't be maybe they just overcooked it maybe but one day i actually um i took a bite of some honey chicken right no, not honey chicken. Uh, general salad chicken. General salad chicken there is a whole lot different than if you go to a takeout, like a nine ten dollar takeout chicken. white right? It's a completely different thing when you get it from a dollar scoop. Honey chicken and crispy chicken is kind of the safety. When you start getting the general salad sesame chicken, in these dollar scoop places, you really gotta. And the thing is, when you when you question the food you're eating, if it's uh, maybe. A different animal than what is being portrayed. You you become you pay so much attention to what's possibly wrong about the food. That when you take each bite, you're not even a joint. You're just chewing slowly. And you're just like, "Mm, I hope I don't start tasting like some ribs in here. Hope I don't start tasting some cat millers or some, you know, dog bones. And you know the difference between, like, there's no chicken bones in freaking pre and freaking frozen chicken that they get and cook it. There's no bones are accidentally getting in there. Unless. It, unless the myths are true. And I remember I took a, I always eat with a spoon. I took who could buy of this one piece of chicken. I took it, and I was like, ah, like, I feel like I just bite my own teeth, like, in the wrong way, and so I pull out the chicken, I spin into a napkin, right, like, wow, and like, I noticed, like, this thing sticking. out, I'm like, what the fuck, so I, like, I lay it out, I go to the kitchen, lay it out on the kitchen table, it looks like a biology class, it's like you're dissecting a frog, except you're probably dissecting a cat in this situation. And I like break the shit apart, right? Now look, and I notice like this, like there's these two bone thingies. But I'm like, why is there bone and boneless chicken? And once you like, I couldn't even eat the rest of the food, right? Because after that, it was like my stomachs got a little nauseous. Probably for eating there three times a week more than anything. But I remember this specific night. I went late at night. I went like five minutes before they closed. So I knew I wasn't going to get the best of the best. But god damn. Like, and I was just like, man. That's one of those like turning points. Like, man. I really need to change some things in my life. That's one of those things where it really makes you feel like, I'm really not giving a fuck what I put in my body. I really need to reconsider some things in my life. Those are one of those like life changing moments. That's one of those things where it's like almost like you had to have that happen to you for you to appreciate what I was like, you know what? I will pay the extra four bucks and go get some real takeout Chinese with rice and shit and pay the extra. I've been back to the dollar scoop a few times since, but um It is not the scoop I would prefer to go to. Um, But yeah Talk about uh, You're gonna need a Oh Jesus You know what they should do Instead of a little ladle scoops They have to scoop your chicken They should just get like the cat litter pooper scooper And just do it with your chicken anyways Since you know There's probably some leftover Waste And uh Excess From The kitty witties you, like just imagine that process though, right? Like it's it's one of those American made myths where the reality is like ninety two percent of these takeout Chinese places and these buffet Chinese places and these Americanized Chinese takeout places. Ninety-two percent of them probably do not practice the skinning cats in the back alley method you know if you really most of them they just get a shipment of these fake chicken and then it's you notice how all the takeout Chinese places are always the fucking same your meal if they're not busy it will be ready in eight to ten minutes always because it takes the same amount of time to cook the chicken because all they do the chickens are pre-cooked they just got to put in the saucepan and do all the shit and cook the rice and if you get some egg rolls whatever same process. I really think all these House of number 5 and House of China number 4. It's always weird when they add numerical. Even though it, it's weird because these places, there's so many of them. Some of them are named the fucking same like Hong Kong cuisine, like China Panda, Panda China. They always just move the words around. It always involves a panda. It always involves uh, Hong Kong, China. Sometimes it'll, like, you know, Taiwan, or it'll just be Chinese cuisine, it'll be general chicken, it'll be general Chinese, like, they just move shit around, fine. Chinese is, like, my favorite food, so, this is passionate, it's in the passion. And notice how they all, all the foods, there's variations in how they may cook it, and how they may, like, bag the food and package it. But most of them taste like the exact same, but it's not the same company. It's not like if you go to Taco Bell, if you go to Taco Bell in Mississippi, and then go to Taco Bell in freaking uh, Wisconsin. Like you're getting literally the same product, or at least it should be. Like the menu is the same, everything's the same. They get the beef from the same supplier. They get the they get the ingredients, the toppings, whatever the fuck. These places supposed to be like, I guess, independently run businesses, but they all literally get their food from, I guess, the same place. But if you were to go online, there's not a go to whatever takeout Chinese place, there's no like freaking 1 800, you know, customer service line, there's no corporate uh place to report stuff to, there's no it's a janky online website that looks like it was made by a third grader. And that's not a criticism, it's just like there's no need to put that much effort. But the point is, is it's not like there's a mass, pro- it's not this mass corporation. But they all taste almost the same. Why is that? Wow, we're really getting deep in the weeds here. Did not expect to go here, as you can tell, we never do. That's why it's the Off and Beat podcast. One episode, we're talking about Hassan Piker, Karen Civil. And now we're talking about Americanized takeout Chinese places. The crazy world we live in. But anyways. But why? Why is something that does not have a central corporation... And they just replace names left and right. None of it's really trademarked, I would assume. And they're just run by, you know, people who just want to, like, run a little business. And, not to make any generalizations, but I would say about 80% of the ones I go to, they always, you know, it's typically, like, literally, like, the American dream type of path. It's simply just... You know, regular people, for lack of a better word, just normal people that just take out a business loan, and they start a business, and it's like a family business, and it's literally like, it's the same people that work there every time you go there. Because it's literally like the owner, they'll have a couple employees, and it'll be family oriented. Like, they're not having a huge job fair for people, like, nah, we're covered, like, Keep the money in the family type of thing, reliable, don't have to worry about it, you know who you're working with type of thing, it's tight, it's a tight family business. And it's always, typically when I I go, it's always like, um, whoever the owner is, they're there seven days a week, open the clothes, like, that's their life, this is like what they, and they always have their kids there, like. Like, you know, it's like they'll have their kids there doing homework when they're younger and stuff. And then, like, if you if you go somewhere long enough, a couple years, the next thing you know, you walk in one day and that same kid who was at the table, you know, uh, coloring in crayons and doing homework and his alphabet from school is now taking your order. Probably child labor laws. He's probably not getting paid. But, hey, I'm pretty sure he knows that to put in number 17. Um, He's just like, man, like, you see, you see, like, how the mindset of hard work is, it starts, it starts from such a young age, it's infiltrated, like, every day after school, you come here, you do your homework, and then you work. Like, it's literally, like, the life, But, but kind of got off, but these aren't, like, there's not a corporation they have to make sure they buy by. they all run it independently but somehow they all run it very similar all the prices are pretty much the same now that may be competitive you gotta know your competitors prices and make sure you're competing and keeping the prices low which is good for customers so we're not being overcharged blah 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 to me though I'm going to say most, 92% of these places run good, you know, uh, food service in terms of, I think, you know, it's quality ingredients for the most part, but when you, but chances are we all, if you've eaten there enough, we probably have had a few questionable bites at certain places few couple bones a few chewier pieces where it's almost like as you're chewing you can just hear the cat meowing from you know the like the movie get out when he's in that vortex and he's like uh, in hypnosis you just hear the cat in hypnosis meow as you're chewing that really crunchy crunchy ear of theirs and, and of course anytime you're eating orange chicken All you can think about is those damn orange fucking cats That look like cream sickles It's like goddamn, I'm probably eating one of you right now But for some reason I don't feel that bad Okay I'm not saying it's right I'm not saying it's wrong I love cats They make my eyes itch and sneeze But not when I eat them As long as you're deep fried in the 400 degrees And I not put a lot of soy sauce and duck sauce I can manage your allergies. And I get I g I guess the I guess the main thing I'm trying to get here about these amazing American Chinese takeout establishments is the consistency is what I marvel at. Like I go to any just about any of the takeout Chinese places. They all have a combination platter section. Which is basically, you get fried rice, entree, two egg rolls, or one egg roll. You get some crab grooms, you get some fortune cookies, and bam. It was always between, depending on what you get, in between $7.75 to like $9.50 at most. Depending on what you get. It's consistency. They all have a very similar menu, but they're all run by completely independently. Why is that? Do they have like some, do they meet at the, you know, Mercedes Benz business convention and have their, you know, annual, uh, you know, update on business in their field? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe they all come from. You know, China, Japan, Hong Kong, or whatever. And there's just a certain way of living and a certain way they know how to make business in America. And there's just one formula that works. And it's just like, man, when you really, like, when you really dive into that world, it's a beautiful construct. I have nothing but respect for them. You know, you you learn a lot. I will say this. You learn a lot about the people that work at places when you go there enough. You learn a lot about... Without even ever having to speak a word. Because reality is, the places I go to, there's a language barrier. I typically like... Like, they understand English and they may speak it, but it's not very, you know, clear sometimes. So, I just kind of like... Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the general salad chicken with white rice. It's a pretty, easy, or I'll point to it. And there's just a, you tell what, just like how they like the consistency and their work ethic, the prompt, the promptness, and when you get your food. Like the thing about a place like that, it don't matter how fucking busy they could be, slammed with orders and orders. On the busiest of times, I don't think I've ever waited more than like twenty minutes. And I and I've been a few times where it's six, seven o'clock on a Friday. They got orders, she's calling. They always just have one person up front taking orders. They always have like a couple cooks. And and they'll have like seven people in the lobby, a bunch of people waiting in their cars. And I wait like 20 minutes one time. And I was like, damn, that was fast considering. I went to Culver's fucking Burgers. This American institutionalized where they have 40 fucking employees. I went, I remember, I went on the week one Monday night football. I think it was the Raiders. When the Raiders play on Monday night football, right? I fucking went to Culver's. Oh man, this made me heat. I went to Culver's. I would not consider them a really a fast food place, even though technically they kind of are, but they're not really. Cause I've never seen them move fast. They have a drive through that literally they know they take long enough, so they pull people up and they have a parking after you take your order. It's like, okay, cool. I guess awareness, like, yeah, we're not gonna have your food three minutes. Like this stuff takes time to cook, which I appreciate. I don't mind waiting. I don't that's not the point. What I'm trying to make is like they'll have four employees running this takeout Chinese place where they're you know people have multiple orders of chicken, complicated. Oh, I want I want the chicken with this type of rice, this rice with this type of chicken, but I want this sauce. Like I've seen some people complicated fucking orders at these Chinese places, and very rarely do I ever see them get it wrong. Even if they do, it's understandable because I listen to how people order this shit, and it's confusing as fuck. I was at Culver's, and there was, like, two people. There was two customers. Me and two other people. They were in front of me. They ordered. And the line outside was kind of busy, but now, nah. But my thing is, they had, like, four people working up front. They had, like, five people in the drive-thru. They had, like, nine people in the back. They had, like, at least 20-plus people on staff. I'm not even exaggerating. I had a fucking... Deluxe burger. I ordered a side of like Wisconsin cheddar fucking fried bites. Probably didn't even need to get it. And I had that plus the meal with the burger. And that's it. I waited 34 fucking minutes. And let me tell you why I know I waited 34 minutes. Because I purposely... I remember I walked in exactly. I walked in the building at like 7:57. I ordered when I got the receipt printed out after I ordered. It was exactly eight o'clock when I placed order. Cool. So I was sitting waiting in the lobby, and again, I don't mind I waited 34 minutes. But when I got the thinking, how do you have? They have this many employees and they're not that busy. But then I go to this Chinese place, four people. Have probably just as many customers as you, and they're belting them out back to back to back like Drake. Back to back. Is it because they were? Is it the less is actually more? And more is less. Where there's a minimum amount of employees you need for whatever your situation is. But sometimes if you have a little bit less, but you have very, but you have very consistent great workers. You're much better off than when you double the amount of employees who are either lazy, not efficient, or just kind of lackadaisical, not really prompt, not paying attention, than having four people that are on the ball paying attention. And that's what that showed me. They literally had 80% less. I don't even know what the right fuck. 400% less employees than Culver's. This 80 where they have a hiring process at Culver's. And this is not an indictment like the employees. That's not the point I'm making here. It's a point of. You can have all the. You can have all the employees in the world at a place. But it's about how like the efficiency. Sometimes I believe actually my belief is. Sometimes if you have too many employees working at a time. At a place where you probably don't need you're, you're, everyone's gonna naturally just relax, oh, we're overstat. oh, this day's gonna be easy, so everyone has this easy, take it easy mentality that day, so even when you do get a little busy, you're not really, like, in the mode of, like, be on it, and I will, the the thing, and the Culver's thing, right, because I've, and the thing is, this wasn't just, like, one, I've been to Culver's, like, maybe five or six times in my existence, I had the story about that time with the dude who was on the fucking phone at Culver's. So, that situation, on top of the weight, I have a very weird experience. The food's always been good at Culver's. It's not really a bad experience at Culver's. But goddamn, like, it's always, like, something... It's always like something you go there and you're like, why do I feel like they have so many many employees? It looks like they have literally employees for each... And somehow it's taken forever and I'm not even that guy I'll wait an hour if I like the food it doesn't bother me I typically don't have anywhere to be but also that night I was like all right I'll order probably 10 to 15 minutes they don't look that busy get my food head home and I'll be at home right by kickoff I didn't get home to like fucking eight minutes into the first quarter and I was fucking pissed because it could have been but I'm like Because I I probably could have been there early because I was out doing whatever. I could have left that thing. I'm like, yeah, you know what? As long as I get there by 8, get home, I'll be good. And I was like, man, I missed eight minutes of Monday Night Football because of reasons I can't explain. But then I go to a place where they're busting ass. I mean, I'm not saying they're but like four people... To make all the food for all these people. And you got this place where it's 20 people running a system. And somehow... It's not great. I'm pretty sure if you were to switch places... If you would have took the four people that are running... um, You know, China Walk or whatever. Because there's such an efficiency of... Boom. Like, quickness. Promptness. Just the attentiveness, right? Like, very rarely have I ever seen... An employee at one of these places, like, just be sitting, doing nothing, or, like, just chilling. Like, it seems like there's a pride aspect to their job. On a serious note, like, there's a pride aspect. Like, there's they take a lot of pride in, you know, doing, putting their best foot forward and putting their best effort. If you would take those four people, have them work at Culver's, the only issue probably would have been the language barrier, but... Because I would say typically customers that go to Culver's seem to be kind of ass wipes. Just my uh, observation. Mr. Dude on his fucking phone. Like, get your fucking... Get your girlfriend's order before you fucking go there. God damn it. And... If you had those four people run the whole store at Culver's... I feel like... Their service and everything would probably be better once they, like, learn how to do all this shit. Because... It's not a... It's the people and the promptness and what they're doing. I guess the moral of today's episode is um just be better at your fucking jobs. And this come from a person that technically doesn't have one. So moral of the stories, again, is um don't poke the bear, even if the stranger's starting to look like one. Be nice. If you're going for a walk, then just go for a fucking walk. You don't have to cost her. you don't have to belittle someone. You don't have to tell someone that, oh, you look, uh, you sure, you sure you haven't looked better before? Cause you know what? Anything you say, they probably already know. That's the thing. Most people know when their body has changed. People know when they aren't, they don't look as good as they used to. Because you know why? They feel it. People don't gain 70 pounds and like I look the exact same Now they may convince themselves And it may not affect them as much Like yeah I've gained weight it's whatever I know what I need to do But then some people it generally fucks with them And it affects them So don't think like You're the one like I don't know if you know But Jesus Christ Who you been hibernating with It's like yeah. It's like yeah, no, they they, they they literally feel it. They see it. Like, the person you see yourself, the person, the things you see most in the day is yourself. There's too many mirrors in the world, and I don't mean black mirror. Anyways, that is episode 60 of the Often and Beat podcast. Um, subnautics of today's episode. Um, embrace your local takeout Chinese place. They have some of the... when. In my experience, they have the most consistent service, and they don't need a corporation to make sure they're on top of their shit. They don't need like, you know, I don't. Even, they probably don't even get paychecks. They probably just like it's probably word. It's probably all about your word. It's about coming to work, do do your job, and there's no uh, fucking union. It's like, alright, but yeah, less is more. Alright, episode 60 of the Alpha Me podcast, subscribe and like the vid. Um, If you made it this far, don't forget to leave a review. I don't know where you leave reviews. Um, I think Apple Podcasts, you can leave a fucking review. Leave one for the boy. What can be improved, what you like, what you don't. Even if you completely hate it, leave a one star. I don't give a fuck. Um, But yeah, most importantly, suck some titties and have a great day and go get yourself and don't eat a kitty cat unless it's from dollar school on the shelf